We're chipping away at everything that isn't you, reconnecting with the part of yourself that loves you unconditionally, sees the real you, and accepts your authentic self. When you disconnect from the opinions of others, work in your mindset, and stand in your power, you feel expanded, alive, and confident. This podcast is where we discuss a range of topics that help you bring you back to your heart space. Topics like body image healing, your relationship with food, mind and body connection, mindset and relationships. We get real, we get messy, we're vulnerable and we're unfiltered. This is Heart Space with Stacey. Hello beautiful soul, thank you for tuning in to another episode at Heart Space with Stacey. Um, today is an episode that has been very much requested for how to move through the fear of weight gain and this is something that is really important for anyone who is looking at healing their relationship with food and their body because I think it is something that comes up a lot as a barrier as to why we want to move through um, healing our relationship with food and our bodies. Before I get into it, I wanted to share a fun fact that I learned um, in the past week, and it kind of relates to today's episode, and um, soon you'll understand why. So I, in my muggle job and a head of behavioral science for a technology company, um, my background obviously is in psychology, and at the moment I do a lot of work with assessments, and sometimes I come up against personality assessments. So a fun fact that I learned, and I'm not too sure if you've ever heard about personality types or type A or type B personalities, there are essentially two contrasting personality types. Um, So type A personalities are more competitive, they're more organized, they're ambitious, they're really impatient and kind of like the go, 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 always have to have things structured and planned out. Um, And then type B personality, on the other hand, is kind of like happy-go-lucky, less stress, takes more time to do things, socializing, more creative, um, kind of like that, you know, that chilled sort of vibe. So what I learned is the reason and the way that these type A and type B personalities actually came out and were discovered were from cardiologists. Okay, so there were two cardiologists, which was Maya Friedman and Ray Rosenman. And first of all, when I heard cardiologists were researching about personality types, that to me firstly rings alarm bells. I work in the assessment and personality space and that doesn't fit. Cardiologists stick to your hearts. So this research was actually funded by a tobacco company. And that is really important to this story. So essentially what they did was the tobacco company wanted to prove that smoking cigarettes wasn't causing cancer and so they engaged these cardiologists who did a research study to prove that type a personalities were more stressed and more prone to um, higher heart rates and cardiovascular diseases and cancers because of their stress and so because of their stress they were then smoking cigarettes and that is the reason that people were getting cancer is because of their high stress levels and type B personalities were more likely not getting that same incidence of cancer because they were not as stressed. And so this tobacco company funded millions and millions of dollars into proving, wrongly proving, that smoking doesn't cause cancer. And that is really important because it is very similar to what we have today in the diet industry. And by the way, type A and type B personalities are still very rampant today like before i use this i often said yeah i'm a type a you know very organized and structured and um 
you know, obviously there's very, it's personality isn't dichotomous. You're not type A and type B. In some situations, I'm a type A where I'm very structured and organized and I do overthink and have that kind of high stress level. But at certain times, I've actually learned to harness more of my type B. So personality types are not dichotomous. They're often on a continuum. And when I learned this, I was really um, amazed and quite, it's, it's quite alarming to hear. And the reason that this is so important and why it relates to today's episode is because it is very similar to the diet culture and diet industry. Because we have this whole industry around weight loss, um, around our bodies, around food, that companies funnel hundreds of millions, billions of dollars into research to prove or to make a case of why you should be losing weight, of why you should look a certain way. And so it helps you to realize that the warped um, results that these kind of research and this marketing can do if a company wants to do it enough. So as I'm going through today's episode, just remember that. Remember the messages that we get, the information that we get from the diet industry is often backed by research in inverted uh, commas from companies who are wanting to paint themselves and their organizations in a positive light, which is often around weight loss products and, um, and you know, wanting to lose weight or slim down. So just take that into, into the next episode. So this is really important for how to move through the fear of weight gain. And I know a lot of people that I speak with, whenever I ask what has been stopping you or what, you know, what is the fear that is coming up for you if you're going through recovery or about to go through recovery, is they don't want to gain weight or they don't want to feel like they've um, given up or lost themselves. And it's really important to understand and to um to have some tools and practices and mindset shifts in place if you are looking to help heal your relationship with your body to actually get through that fear of weight gain. So I'm going to talk to you about what worked for me and this is also what I help my clients to do. So the first thing that I did um, and that one of the first things that I recommend to my clients to do through a series of coaching and, um, and sessions is start to unfollow accounts or people that trigger you. Okay, social media and diet culture is absolutely rampant everywhere. And if you spend just a day going around your normal life, really looking to seeking to seeking to understand and find how prevalent diet culture is in your day to day life is really quite eye opening. So I unfollowed a lot of the bodybuilding accounts. I unfollowed people who were posting constant photos of transformations of, you know, fat loss. Um, I even followed unfollowed people who triggered me in the sense that they had the body that I once wanted because if they were consistently coming up in my feed, um, I would start to feel like I wanted to go back to restriction or back to dieting to try and get that body again. I also started to expand this um, the type of person that I was following on social media. So it wasn't just about different bodies. It was about different people, different opinions, different political views. So it actually expanded my worldview rather than what I had been following, which was very limited and very um, funneled and specific towards like diet and bodybuilding and, you know, that, that kind of content. So what you have in your world, your proximity, is power okay what you have in your world who you are close to the sorts of things that you digest 
is what you are going to be focusing on. So if you're focused on and you have only people that you're following on social media and in your life that are focused on losing weight, on um, looking a certain way, that is all that you're going to focus on as well. So get really strict and cutthroat about who you follow and the sort of energy and the messages that you're letting into your world is the first thing that I would do. Because even if your body does change, if you're constantly being bombarded with images around, you know, fitness models or people who are losing weight, you're going to feel like you need to be going back to that. And that is what we want to avoid. The second thing that I um, had to do and is something that is actually quite important and the absolute scariest part of this process is accepting that you could potentially gain weight for a short period of time. Okay, You're, there's a theory called set point theory, and this is essentially a theory where your body has a specific set point where it likes to naturally lie in terms of its weight. If we don't do any exercise, if we eat normally, if we are just, you know, living our lives without trying to lose weight, our body will stay around a particular weight range. And that could be, you know, five or 10 kgs either side of that range. If we are, and it will fight to stay there, that's like it's equilibrium. If you're constantly dieting, and if you're constantly in a calorie deficit and over exercising, you are slowing down your metabolism and essentially changing for a short period of time your body's set point theory. So what it's going to do is it's going to fight to get back to what it needs to be to, in order to be healthy. So I don't want to use any specific weights or anything um, numbers because I don't want it to be triggering for anyone. But essentially I had fought so much to change my set point theory. My body had gotten really good at being able to operate on a smaller number of calories on high exercise that it essentially changes it. So when you start eating more normally, you start reducing your exercise and you start to um, you know, stop dieting, your body may overshoot its natural set point. And I had to accept for throughout my recovery that yes, there would be a period of time when my body would um, put on weight, but I knew that in the long run, it would eventually even out and that weight would come off to a point of where my body was healthy and happy. And that exactly is what happened. So when I started recovery, I gained weight. Obviously, I had to. I overshot the weight that I was comfortable at. I overshot the weight that my body was probably comfortable at because it needed to learn to trust me again and it needed to learn that it would be consistently fed food. And because of that, it was a little bit heavier for a short period of time. Over time, as it starts to even out and your hormones start to get better and start to um, get back to equilibrium and start to become healthy again, the weight came off. It wasn't because I was focusing on weight loss. It wasn't because I was dieting again or restricting my calories. My body naturally lost weight back to a point of where it is comfortable, which is where it sits today. So accepting that for a short period of time, you may feel uncomfortable, you may gain a little bit of weight, and that's exactly what your body needs to do in order to start to be healthy again so you're not always in that yo-yo dieting cycle. It's like if a 
um, and this is a kind of a metaphor I just kind of thought of. So it's like if a car, a Ford car, was always trying to become a Maserati, okay? They're both cars, but they have very different genetic makeups. They look very different. If a Ford is always fighting to become a Maserati and always trying to change its diet or the fuel that it has in order to look like a different car, a different make, a different model, it's never going to get there. It needs to accept that it has the genetic makeup, the DNA of a Ford. The Maserati has a DNA of a Maserati. Now, if the Ford did everything in its power to appreciate what it has and take care of the body and the frame that it has, then it is going to look new. It's going to look the best that Ford can, and it's going to feel a lot better in its skin while when it accepts that. I don't know if that helps and that might be a really bad analogy but accepting that your body is your body your body has a natural weight and a natural way that it wants to be that is healthy and happy for you and that might not be the same as the fitness model that you're looking at on instagram and it might not be the same as your friends your body is unique to you and so the earlier that we accept that and we learn to love the body that we have, the easier this becomes. So I accepted for a short period of time I was going to be uncomfortable and I knew, I just knew that that was part of my process. It became easier to accept. Now, what happens when we actually do gain this weight? How can we actually move through that fear and that uncomfortableness? So one of the first things um, after that to do is to really get clear crystal crystal clear on your values and your goals and what is actually important to you and this is really important for a few reasons if you have and i'll use myself as an example i have uh, my values of freedom fun vitality and health and growth and development okay now the life that i was living to be um a size whatever to be in my restrictive disordered eating I was not having fun, I was not healthy, I had absolutely no freedom, and I was not able to grow as a person. So living a life that was keeping me small, physically and emotionally, um, obsessing over the gym and obsessing over calories, was not hitting, was not making me live in a, a life that was aligned to my values. And that is one of the reasons that I felt so unhappy and so unaligned is because I was not living a life that made me feel fulfilled and worthy and happy because it was so disconnected from actually the person who I am. So really understanding your values and your goals and what is important to you is really important so that when you do gain weight, if you do gain weight, you can remind yourself of what are my values? And if I was living in alignment to my values, what would I be doing? And your values are true whether you are a size 6 or a size 16. Okay? It doesn't matter the size of your body or what weight you have. If you're living in alignment to your values, what does freedom actually look like? Freedom to me looked like being able to go out and have meals whenever I wanted it with friends and family. Freedom to me meant being able to work whenever and where I want. Having fun looked like actually having been able to be spontaneous and not worrying about food and exercise in that moment. And so when I was actually able to look at my values and when you're able to look at what is important to you, you can remind yourself that when you're feeling uncomfortable in your body, if you have gained weight, you can remind yourself, okay, what is actually important to me? Something that isn't important to me is how I look. 
or something that isn't important to me is the number on the scale because that doesn't fit within my values. So worrying about this right now is not in alignment with my values. I'm going to focus on what is and consistently bring yourself to that. Now, I'm not saying this isn't going to be easy or this is going to be easy. This for me was quite an uncomfortable process because I still felt uncomfortable in my body. What is important is still being able to bring yourself back to your values and goals, even when you feel uncomfortable. I consistently brought me back to the goal of getting my period back, becoming healthy, um, helping my hormones. That was my guiding light of my goals. And so whenever I felt terrible in my body, whenever I didn't like what I looked like, I just reminded myself, the goal isn't to love what you look like right now. The goal is to focus on your health and eventually the other stuff will come. So get really clear on your values and your goals and what that actually means to you and how that looks and living in alignment with those. Second way to that is understanding your why. So often you are in a place when you are fearing weight gain, if you're going through a period of adjustment, healing your relationship with food or your body, and you're listening to this episode is because generally we're unhappy we feel restricted you might feel like you've lost yourself you might feel like you're just so tired of constantly berating yourself and looking in the mirror and hating what you see and just being obsessed with losing weight calories exercise and just changing what you look like okay what got you there isn't going to get what got you here isn't going to get you there what got you to this point of being unhappy restricted feeling lost is not going to get you to feel free happy fulfilled so something needs to change. And so for me, understanding my why and what I actually wanted to feel like was really important to remind myself through this process when I was gaining weight. Because I knew that having the body that I actually wanted on paper, I was the most miserable that I'd ever been and I was a shell of a person. And I knew that I never wanted to go back to that point. So if you're at a place at the moment where you were feeling like you are lost and you are just so over it and tired and you just you want to be happy you want to feel like you are um you know living the life that is worth living focusing on making your body smaller and dieting isn't going to get you there because it it got you here so we need to see and focus on your why your why has nothing to do with the way that you look and if your why is a happy, free, fulfilled life, focus on that and live in alignment with that. And when I say live in alignment with that, you can literally ask yourself, if I was living a free life, if, if my body image didn't matter to me, if my weight didn't matter to me, what would I be doing? If that answer is like going out to see your friends or going out on a date, you need to do that anyway. And you need to do that anyway while feeling not confident, not great in your body, because that is how you move past it. You cannot ever feel confident in your body if you're sat at home waiting to feel confident. The way that I developed my confidence and actually expanded my confidence in my body while gaining weight, by the way, I was gaining weight when I started to feel confident in who I was, is because I started going out living my life even when I felt disgusting in the body that I had. And then over time, I started to realize that I was living in alignment with my goals. I was living in alignment with my values. And I kept bringing back to my why of wanting to feel happy, wanting to feel like I had found myself again. And over time, the more that you do that, the more action you take, the better you feel and the more that you realize that 
okay, my weight doesn't actually matter. People still want to date me. People still want to be my friend. I can still be happy and healthy and have fun even when I've lost weight. Sorry, when I've gained weight. And you, that is what starts to build your confidence. So we need to understand why you're in this position in the first place. What is your why wanting to get out of it? And then live in your life in accordance with that right now, not waiting for when you when you've you know moved through this all. Okay. The next thing is to focus on goals outside of your body and training. For so long, I can guarantee you have been so caught up on what you look like, on losing weight, on building confidence, and you've kind of put other things on a back burner. Whether that is things around dating, whether that is around your career. Um, for me, it was a lot around my career and even just general life things like, you know, new experiences and saying yes. Focus on some goals that are important to you that have nothing to do with your body or training. What has restriction or your poor body confidence stopped you from going out and achieving? And now what could you do with all of that time and mental real estate back? Literally write down, write this down, what you have missed out on, what are the goals you have so that you can, you have like a guiding light or you have something written down of what can help um, catapult you and take action into what you want to be doing. Focusing on goals outside of this is really important because it helps to start build your confidence and build your resilience and mindset around that your body is actually not the goal of your life. It is something that allows you to live your life and it allows you to achieve these goals. It allows you to have these relationships and have these experiences and memories. It's not the focus of your life. And the more that we do things outside of our body and outside of the gym and outside of that sort of realm we start to feel more confident and and love ourselves more and our body becomes our body confidence becomes a byproduct of that yeah okay the next thing is and this is focused um i guess a follow-on from the last is bring more fun into your life and be mindful in the moment when you're doing this so A lot of the time when we have poor body confidence or we're just not feeling ourselves, we will turn down social occasions or we're at a social event that we've been so excited for and we feel really self-conscious in the moment because we're like, oh my God, I wonder if they're looking at my arms. I just saw a photo that looked terrible in and that just like fully brings your mood down. So write down a list of things that you feel are fun and tick one of those off every single week. So for me, I loved going to like live music festivals and so I started to bring more of that into my life and previously I wouldn't have gone to them because I was like no that means that I can't go to the gym that day people will be drinking that means I need a drink which isn't true at all obviously you can go and not drink and to me that was like calories and blah 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 blah. so focus on bringing more fun into your life and then being mindful in those moments and mindfulness is around focusing on what you're getting, focusing on the, the conversations that you're having, focusing on the food that you're having and how delicious it is and how amazing it is that you can now go out and enjoy these kinds of things. What do you find to do that is fun and that you have neglected for so long? And how can you bring that more into your life? This also starts to reiterate that your body isn't the focus of your life and it is a thing that allows you to do life, as I just said before. And the more things that we can focus on and the more experience that we have in actually having life, 
we start to love ourselves more and we start to love our lives as a whole rather than just focusing on what we look like. And that is really, really important through this process. I hope I'm not running through these too quickly because um, I'm really trying to keep these episodes down to to be really um, easy to listen to. Cool. The second to last thing is cognitive restructuring. And that is, a, I guess, a psychological term of changing your thoughts. So throughout my journey and when I was gaining weight, I would naturally look in the mirror and say, oh my God, you look disgusting or you've gained so much weight or you're fat or, you know, all of these degrading, horrible um, comments would come out of my mouth, not actually out of my mouth. I didn't actually speak it. It would come into my mind. And so it's not necessarily about not having these thoughts. Okay. Because those thoughts are not fact and we're not often able to actually stop the thoughts, especially when we're first starting this practice, those thoughts are still going to be there. So what I did in this time and what is really important to start doing is when these thoughts come to your mind and you catch them is actually changing them. So when I had a thought of you've gained so much weight, you, you look terrible or you look disgusting, reminding myself and changing that thought of, yes, you have gained weight. And that is in accordance with your goals right now, because my goal at that point in time was to have fun in my life, heal my body. And that meant gaining weight, which meant that I was actually achieving the goals that I had set myself. If you are, um, you know, not going through that recovery period, it's literally just being able to change the thoughts that come up in a more positive light. So it doesn't need to be, you know, if you have a thought about how disgusting you look or how disgusting you feel which is totally natural to have that thought you don't have to go to the direct opposite which might feel really false you don't have to say you look beautiful if you don't feel that your thought could then be i'm learning to love the body that i have now i'm living my life that is not in relation to how i look so just reminding yourself and challenging those thoughts that come up that it's not all about your body and you don't have to love how you look right now in order to enjoy your life in order to love yourself. Okay. So actually being um, conscious of the thoughts that come up and changing them. This at the start can be quite mentally draining and quite um, alarming because you start to realize how many negative thoughts you have and the thoughts that you have turn into feelings and those feelings impact your actions. So if you have a negative thought, you're going to feel really down about yourself. You're going to feel disappointed. You're going to want to withdraw, withdraw. And then often you're going to actually say, oh, I don't want to go out today or cancel on plans. And you'll sit at home by yourself feeling even worse for yourself. So it's important to catch the thought, which will then initiate a positive feeling, which will then initiate a positive action. Okay. So conscious to the thoughts, challenging the thoughts and changing the thoughts when they come up is really, really important to help move through that fear of weight gain or when your body is changing. And the last thing I want to leave you with is focusing on what else you are gaining. So yes, you may gain weight. Yes, weight gain can be scary only because diet culture has told us that it is scary and that we should be always on a diet and trying to lose weight. But what else are you gaining in this process? For me, I was gaining my life back. I was gaining a sense of connection that I hadn't felt in many, many years. I was having fun for the first time in about five years. I was deepening friendships. I was, you know, making memories of things that I had 
starved myself of for so long. And so what else are you actually gaining that this new life for may that may or may not have initiated weight gain is actually giving you? Because it is really important to focus on not just gaining weight, but you're also gaining your life back. So it's really important to focus on, and that can be brought back to your values. You know, I'm gaining my connection, I'm gaining my freedom, I'm gaining all these other things. And that would not have been possible if I didn't focus on improving my relationship with food and my body. So I hope this has been helpful for moving through the fear of weight gain. This is the process that I took when I was gaining weight and I had to gain weight. And I know that it is a scary point in time. I know that bodies changing can be really alarming. They can be scary. They can be, they can make us want to catapult straight back into diet world. If we stick to the course and we stick to these strategies and these tools and techniques to help us move through that fear over time, it becomes so much easier. There's less cognitive load. You don't have to consistently make these conscious decisions. It just becomes your second nature. And remember that you may have gone 20, 30, 40, 50 years thinking one way. So this is not going to happen overnight. The important thing is to be kind to yourself about these changes. It's not going to be perfect every day. And the goal is not perfection. The goal is progress. So if you catch three thoughts today and change them and challenge them, that is progress compared to yesterday when you did none. Be kind to yourself throughout this process. How would you speak to a friend who is gaining weight? How would you speak to a friend who was going through this journey and feeling not great in their bodies? And when you have that answer, start to turn that on to yourself because you would never say terrible things to a friend who'd gain weight and you shouldn't be saying terrible things to yourself who have gained weight either. So I hope this has helped. I am so happy I did this under 30 minutes. Thank you for listening until the end. Um, if you are interested in coaching, I have two programs, my one-on-one -on -one coaching program that is a deep intensive dive into your specific goals around body image and food, as well as the binge eating um, program, Binge Pray Love, will be released and opening enrollments in October. So I am so excited to bring those to you. Please reach out through um, Instagram, DM or email, which will be at the bottom of this episode um, if you are interested in talking about coaching or if you have a topic that you would like me to discuss. Peace out.